Welcome to a wildlife podcast. I'm Abby Cameron with Indigo Coaching, your field guide for life. In this short run series, I am interviewed by Steve Harper on gratitude, listening to your intuition, and tuning into your body for the answers. We dive deep into what it means to live a rich, abundant, and wild life. Enjoy the episode. So I like to say that we're all on a journey in life. You're always moving forward, or you should be, but sometimes in that journey, you need a little GPS to kind of figure out the direction you should go in, help you navigate your life. Well, we've got somebody that can help you get the most out of your life, make it abundant. Just all the things that you want are there, but you need to find them in your journey and navigate that. And she's all about indigocoaching.net. Abby Cameron joins us today. Hi, Abby. How you doing? Hi, Steve. I am fabulous. Talking about my favorite subject today. Yeah, we're going to dig into to gratitude in just a sec. And you are a personal and professional development coach, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, I do personal coaching one-on-one, working with individuals, helping them get out of their own way. Um, I like to help them identify their rich, abundant, and wild lives. And then, yes, I also work with professional organizations, helping individuals grow on their own so that they can work to better work together better as a team. So for anybody listening right now, how would they make a decision that they they need a life coach? You know, we all know that life coaches exist, people to help you navigate that journey. What would be the the aha moment for somebody listening to say, well, you know what? That's me. I got to do that. Sure. Absolutely. I, I would say if you're looking at your life and things are great, you've got, um, work, you've got your family life, you have extracurricular activities that you do, but things just feel a little bit lackluster. Um, Like they've kind of lost their shine just a little bit. That's when I would say that's a good time to kind of take a look at hiring a coach. Maybe it's finding a different job that maybe suits your purpose a bit more. Maybe it's helping you redefine some relationships and some values. So you do something called RAW, R-A-W. It's a coaching package, a program that you you offer. What exactly is that? Right. RAW stands for Rich, Abundant, and Wild. So it's an acronym for that, but it's also a metaphor because I believe that most of us walk around and operate in a way that's very conditioned. So as, as a child, you know, we come out with not a lot of conditioning and then through our family groups, our our culture groups and kind of the community at large starts to condition us in a way to think and act and behave in a certain way. And a lot of times that's what keeps us so unsatisfied. It's living within those conditions when we feel that maybe we're meant to do something more. We just don't know exactly what that is. And so raw, not only is it the acronym for that type of life, but it's also you in the stripped down version, like the truest version of yourself. If we were to take away everybody else's ideas and and values, it's who you are at your core. It's your true wild, so to speak. So my program is this eight-week-long program full of tools that are building blocks to help you identify your rich, abundant, and wild life, help you identify the obstacles that might be getting in your way, finding areas where you're stuck. A lot of times, most people don't even know what those are. And then we get that stuff out of the way, remove all those challenges and obstacles, figure out why you're showing up the way you are, what's scripting your life, and then help you sort of rewrite that story, give you a different perspective and and get the tools to do so. And I love the the approach, the the stripped down version, because I believe many of us feel that we are 
not really what we are. For example, you know, somebody might think, you know, that, let's say they've been in a certain profession for a lot of years and that's who I am, or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a dad and, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that defines me, but it's really not. It's really part of your life, but it isn't your life, all of it together. But I think we identify with those things to, to give us some kind of identity. Oh, absolutely. I mean, our mind is constantly looking to categorize our life and make it fit somehow. And we use those conditions, those definitions to fit, right? We are kind of a tribe people. We are meant to be together. And one way that we stay safe, so to speak, is to find ways to fit in. So in a sense, it's our natural inclination to kind of look that direction, but that's not always in our best interest. And so what this program does is help you identify both. How do you still fit in within your tribe, within your community, but yet live authentically in your own wild at the same time, sort of this harmony between the two. We're going to talk about gratitude in in just a little bit and how so profoundly important it is in in your life to move it forward in, in your journey. But before we get there, I'm curious, Abby, how did this begin for you? How did you decide that you want mm-hmm. to be a, a life coach, but also an intuitive life coach? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I have a degree in psychology and the original goal was to go on and be a licensed therapist. That's I in my childhood, I had a therapist myself who was very transformative. And there was just so much power in that for me. And I wanted to be able to give that to other people. So I got out of school with my BA and then that was the plan to kind of move on. But I'm in highly intuitive and I'm empathic. So I feel other people's feelings. And at that time in my early 20s, I had no idea. That word probably wasn't even on my radar. And so I would work with these groups of people and I would go home completely drained and sitting in that mindset of wherever they happen to be. And I wasn't able to really separate it out. And I just thought, I must be doing this wrong. I, I, I can't. I can't do this, right? I can't handle all of these things that people are throwing at me. So I decided to switch directions and went into education, but I've always been that go-to person for my friends and family, the stable one where you kind of come to me, I'm judgment-free, neutral zone, let me know what's going on. And then I just, I hold up a mirror for people. And I've that's one just natural gift that I've always had. And so at the time, I didn't know the field of life coaching even existed. But then um, one day I had a friend just say, hey, you should you should get into life coaching. And I thought, well, what the heck is that? So I went and did a little bit of research and I thought, you know, this is exactly what I like to do. It's that helping others see their truest version of themselves, helping them find their own light. And so the therapists kind of handle all of the trauma, the background, which I've had plenty of doing that myself. And then um, I like to then take you from there and just bring you to your light. So um, that's kind of how I, I got started. Um, and it's been a, it's been a fun journey ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. I, um, I even had a Google in the last year, probably the last, what are we here? Nine months, uh, the word empath, because I, I mm. always heard it thrown around and, uh, and I just never knew exactly what it was. And mm-hmm. then I identified that by looking up that definition that mm-hmm. that fits somebody who I was closely connected with at the time. I was like, that you were an empath. You, you know, I don't think you know it. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, or, or you're going to deny it, but that's really what you are. And this is somebody who is a nurse and sometimes has to take a day off after two because mm-hmm. she just 
takes all the energy from everybody and just it 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 dogs her down like it just pulls her down but until you realize it you you might not know you're doing that and you might be an empath absolutely i mean that's how i was walking around i would go into large crowds and feel gross just heavy and i would come home and be exhausted from spending time at a concert or doing things that i enjoy doing because there were a large group of people there mm. well i saw an intuitive healer at one point and she told me that i i have this ability and everything clicked into place and i realized everything i was feeling was not my own and that was a game changer for me because then i was like okay i can actually use this to help others help themselves but i can also protect myself from absorbing that and be able to really see the difference in, in what is mine and what is the other person's. How do you shut it off? I, I don't shut it off. It's always there, but essentially I've learned a practice of creating a bubble. And so I'm able to, I mean, if you want to get visual here, imagine that I take a, a hula hoop and I dip it in bubble solution and I stand in the middle of it and then kind of pull the hula hoop up over the top of me. So that bubble surrounds me. Yep. Um, it's still impenetrable where, you know, I can still receive information, but it sort of allows my body to keep from absorbing it where I don't feel like it's mine. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't imagine uh, being in that situation. I guess it's the same thing if you're, you know, a psychic medium Mm -hmm. And you're always getting messages from everybody. You got to find a way to shut it down. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Wow. Interesting. Huh. So I would imagine being intuitive life coach that when you when you work with somebody, it's almost like you have a running start. It's almost like you're you're on the runway and ready to take off. Where if that wasn't you, uh, you might have to ask even more questions, kind of find out somebody's story and, and where they're at. But you probably get it through their energy. I do, which is why it was troublesome for me during pandemic when we had to completely shut down because there is such a transference of energy when you're in the same room with someone. And I get a lot of information from from somebody's body language, from the energy that they're that they're putting off. And it does allow me kind of the advantage to at least lead my direction, my questions in the right direction. You know, it sort of gives me a, a focus. And then what happens too is if I go down a different road as myself and it's not correct. It's almost as if my intuition is screaming in my head to turn around and go the other direction. Like it, it pulls me back to where this person really needs me to go. Mm. It's almost like energy healing and you put the energy in and it goes where it's got to go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, when somebody works with you, they reach out and how does it all begin? It starts by a consultation visit. I basically gather some information, try to find out why they're coming to me. And typically what they're saying is not why they're there, which is where the intuition helps. So mm. in essence, they're telling me a story, but I'm also reading between the lines. I'm also picking up feelings. Maybe they're telling me one thing, but the feeling I'm picking up might be shame or guilt or um, fear. And so during that consultation session, I'm basically just kind of feeling out what it is that they're doing here. And then after that, I kind of let them know my process, sort of my hunches that I've had just in speaking with them that short time and um, lay out the plan that we have, which is very fluid. Of course, it changes as we move along. We might discover things that we initially don't see and we kind of go from there. So after that, then we usually meet weekly 
and we'll have a session where we identify some obstacles that are getting in your way. I'll move you through some tools. Then you'll have some homework that you'll do in between that session. And then when we meet again with the goal, then by the end of the eight weeks that you've started to create these healthy habits, and we've started to fill in those neurological ruts with new stories. And I can imagine you could do that virtually, right? Yes, absolutely. Everything right now is virtual. Your website is indigocoaching.net and it's indigo, obviously indigo coaching. So I got to ask you why the name indigo? I started back when blogging was new. I was very much into crafting and photography. And so I started a blog and it was called Indigo 26. I, I like the color being an, an intuitive, sort of that deep blue color mm-hmm. of the chakra. And so that's how the name originally started. But then when I started my coaching practice, I was like, you know, I really like this because indigo is a wildflower that goes that grows rich, abundant, and wild. And I thought, how appropriate is this, that the actual indigo flower is, is a perfect symbol for the process of returning to our unconditioned selves, our authentic selves. Wow. I had no idea there was a flower by that name. Yeah, yeah. Gee, interesting. <laughs> and I um, I was friends with, actually partnered with somebody uh, for a business, and the business, doesn't matter what business it was, but it was called Indigo. <laughs> and that was, mm, yeah. I don't know, maybe like 15 years ago. Um, but I had no idea it was a flower. Cool. Indigocoaching.net. Yeah. What we're going to do is take a very short break and come back with Abby, and we're going to talk about why gratitude is so important in your life in moving it forward. And uh, not just gratitude, but the art of gratitude. Hang on. She's an intuitive life coach with indigocoaching.net. Abby Cameron is with us today. And now we're going to dig into gratitude and why it is so important to practice gratitude to really move your life along. Why don't we get into that? Why is it so important, Abby, to have a, a rich, abundant life? Well, Steve, that's a really good question. Gratitude is one of the most transformational tools for building emotional resilience and emotional regulation. And it's not our natural state. So it's something we actually have to practice. But when we are in line with gratitude, we are on a frequency where we're opening ourselves up to receiving abundance, to receiving opportunities in, in terms of new relationships, maybe new job opportunities, maybe financial opportunities. And that is, that's why it's such a foundation for a rich, abundant, and wild life, because what it does is it actually changes your perspective. Nothing in your world necessarily changes. It just changes your lens on how you view your life. I've often heard too that you should wake up every morning before you even lift your body out of the bed and talk about all the things in your mind that you're you're grateful for. Yeah, so there's something called neuroplasticity, which is our brain's ability to change, and it is greatest first thing in the morning before we get out of bed and right before we go to sleep. So when anytime we're trying to make a change, those are the two best times to actually incorporate that change. So upon waking and talking about gratitude with yourself, with um, someone you share your life with, you are setting the tone for your day. You are changing the landscape of where your energy is going to be focused. And then it also helps remind you of this is where I am. Everything's good. I've, I've got all these good things happening in my life and the good people that I'm surrounded with. Can we get deeper into why it makes such an impact in programming or reprogramming our brain? Because I find that fascinating just by thinking positive thoughts and, and why 
why you should be happy for what you have, how that makes mm-hmm. a difference. Well, actually, here's the the key that seems to be missing with gratitude is a lot of people think that it's it's words, that we're just talking about positive thoughts and thinking differently about the goodness we have in our life when actually gratitude is a feeling. Gratitude is an emotional state. And that's a lot of times where we miss the mark. And so when I teach about gratitude, I'm, I'm not asking someone to just say, I'm grateful for my health. I need you to actually feel your health. I need you to feel that gratitude for um, your body, for the things that are that are going right um and so it's you know just it goes beyond actually thinking positive thoughts if that makes sense yeah it's almost i guess it's the the law of attraction Mm -hmm. uh or, or following along those lines where if you're going to do anything you need to feel it so you know to your point let's let's say you want a i really wish i had that red sports car so I have to visualize myself behind the wheel, the smell of the leather, what it's like to take the T-tops or the, or the, you know, take the top down, feel the wind through my hair and all of that. And that's how you invariably bring it to you. And the same thing with your mentioning with gratitude. If you're going to say, yeah, I'm grateful for my health. You got to feel like you're, I feel healthy. I feel good. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like in your mind. Yes. And see, you're very close, but there's one switch that I would make in terms of like the red sports sports car. I wish I had the red sports car. Basically, oh, you're I know what you're going to say. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. I have the red sports car. Or I will have the red or sports I will. car. Something right. that, that changes the language because we are very directed and informed by the language that we speak. And it's something that quick can easily just shut down the energy to lack and to desperation just by simply saying, I wish I had, instead of already saying that you do, whether you know you physically have the car yet or not. 100% right. Because if you, if you start it with, I wish, you're starting it with somewhat of a negative right out of the gate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that feeling of lack immediately. You're you're bringing in a sense of lack, something that I don't have. And if if I've heard correctly, your subconscious mind wants to please you so bad. It wants to make you happy, so it's going to hear, you know, wish I had. Well, all right, you don't have it cuz you wish you had it, so we're not going to give it to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? And then it shuts down that energy to open the opportunity to actually receiving this this red sports car, however it comes to you. So how often when it comes to gratitude, should you practice that? You know, it, it, even thinking it or even writing it down. How how often do you do that? There is an abundance of research on gratitude, which I mm. absolutely love because a lot of times it's hard to convince people to change, especially by saying, "Hey, all you have to do is change and just say a few words of thanks every single day." Now there's actual research. There's data behind how gratitude can neurologically change your brain, and it is the most simple process to actually make this take effect. And all you have to do is practice gratitude every day by writing down five things that you're thankful for. And when you're writing them down, you're very detailed, you're very specific. So going back to the health example, I'm grateful for my health. Well, that's that's a very blanket statement. So making it more detailed, I'm, I'm grateful that my body fully functions without the use of a bunch of medications. I'm I'm grateful that my supplements help boost me where I I'm unable to get it elsewhere. You know what? Whatever detail might be 
relatable to you. And then to actually sit with that for a minute. And I like to do what's called a body scan where you sort of turn inward and you separate yourself from the mind. You go into your physical body and you feel exactly what you're saying. So doing five of those every single day will start to fill in those old ruts. But the problem is, is we are hardwired for negative bias. So for example, um, I do something called a gratitude tree project every single year. And it's this tree that I put up in my yard and it started, okay, we'll back up. I'll tell a quick story on why gratitude changed my life completely. But I was in this phase of going through some major family turmoil and I was very depressed, very in my own world, disconnected. All appearances from the outside, my life looked fine, but on the inside, the storm was completely brewing. And I was so desperate to find a way to get out of my own suffering. And I had saw something somewhere of this tree. I had gone to an art workshop and they had this tree out in the front where they hung these beautiful flags of material. And I thought that tree was just so colorful and vibrant and lively to me. And I thought, you know, what if I just start paying attention to the things that bring me joy, the things that are beautiful? So I had this young oak tree out in my front yard and I took an old metal toolbox out there with some shipping labels and a Sharpie marker. And every day I walked out to that tree and I wrote down something that brought me joy, even if it was something as the first taste of my morning coffee. And I would write it on this tag and I would hang it from the tree. And my goal was to, by the end of the month, I happened to do that in November surrounding Thanksgiving, but by the end of the month, then I would see that I had an entire tree full of things that are going right. So that anytime I was paying attention to that negative bias, anytime I was getting sucked into that mental vortex of um, lack and, and anxiety, I could look out my window and have physical evidence that good exists, Mm. but there is good. And so that slowly shifted me out of this place because I could no longer tell myself that, that everything was bad. I had physical evidence to negate that completely. It was staring you in the face. Yeah, exactly. Right out my front window, which is kind of the whole purpose of why I, I did it. And so, um, you know, I doing this, gratitude tree then has led me towards the transformation of um, kind of overriding that negative bias. And that's where I was going with that. I put this tree up in my yard and I kind of sent an email out to all my neighbors and everyone came back and said, this is such a great idea. You know, thank you for building our community, building our neighbors. And I had one neighbor, one neighbor that came back with some really ugly comments. What did I pay attention to? The negative comment. That's it. Out of all the wonderful comments that were coming my way about what a fun idea this was for our neighbors, the one that I focused on the most was the negative one because that's how we're hardwired. And so learning gratitude and actually turning it into a physical sensation then overrides that um, negative bias that we have a tendency to pay attention to. I love that idea. Maybe next time we get together, because we're just about out of time, but even talking about the power of writing it down. You know, yes, that's where I was going next, right? Because we live in such a digital age. So that's a great place to yeah. to pick up is the actual, the hand, mind-body connection of writing. Yep. I want everybody to know indigocoaching.net is the website and there's so much great information there, but I got to tell you, your journal is fantastic. There's a, a tab for journal and it's just kind of like trials and tribulations of your life, what you got going on and thoughts and everything. And uh 
I, I, the best way I could describe it is, you know, I'm not so weird after all, after <laughs> yours. Like it just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a grounding tool. Seriously. Aww, it really thanks, is. Steve. Good, Thank you. Yeah. Well, stuff. I, I definitely believe in living it to giving it, give it. So I've, I mean, I have my own trials and tribulations and that's where I share my story of how I work through them. Yeah. But you know, what's cool for anybody even thinking about getting an intuitive life coach. I feel like I know you better just by going through your journal. All right. You interesting. Know? Yeah. Kind of peeking, peeking through. You feel like you, you gave me the key to it by going to the website. <laughs> so yes. To see excellent. It. Okay. Yeah. Indigocoaching.net. If you're looking for a change, need some navigation on your life, that is the place to go and, and reach out to Abby and start the, start the conversation. And our conversation today was great. It was uh, awesome talking with you. And thanks for the, uh, the input and the, uh, the insight on gratitude. I never knew it was that important to practice. It's incredibly powerful. Thanks for the yeah. conversation, Steve. Yeah, looking forward next time we get together. Same to you. I trust this episode has inspired you to find your raw life. A review on your listening platform is appreciated. I am grateful for you. Thank you for listening.